What's up, everybody? Podcast Poppy here, back with another episode of the Xbox Podcast. Today is an off-topic episode, and you know what? You know what? I'll tell you every time. Worst day of the week, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know what to consider the worst day of the week anymore, but hey, it is what it freaking is. <sighs> Today, we are getting in our weeb bag, the otaku bag. We're getting in all of the Japan bags that you have. Uh, we are getting into manga and anime, and as you heard many times on this podcast at the beginning, I've been highlighting a lot of manga I've been reading, and on this episode, I'm going to highlight my whole collection. Just talk a little bit about each one, talk about some of the animes I've been watching, and just give give my overall outlook on anime and what I think of like some past ones I've watched and my whole outlook on anime and shit like that. Um, so how's everybody doing today? How I back do well. Hope everybody do well. Uh, hope everybody's having a great Wednesday. You know, this week is... <laughs> I'm not going to say it, but... It's kind of flying by. Uh, it has been a pretty smooth week for me. I feel like this this time of year is... Uh, it's going to be a fun one. This is like when we're out of that weird break between Christmas and the first couple games that drop. And that ends on Friday with the arrival of Pokemon Arceus. So... Uh, we're, we're leaving this stint of no games and going into a stint of games. And it's an exciting time because, boy, are we going into a stint of games. We got Dying Light 2. We got a little bit of Pokemon Arceus. We got Elden Ring. We got a Horizon Forbidden West. We got Dying Light 2. <laughs> if, you, if you didn't hear me the first time. And then we got... Dying Light 2. Uh, anyways, uh, boy, are we about to be busy. Uh, raise your hand if you're going to be busy over the next two months. Because there's got to be something that comes out for one of you guys, uh, no matter what, really. You know what I'm saying? No matter what. doesn't matter. Um, I personally can't wait till Friday. Pokemon Arceus comes out. Can't, cannot wait for that. Get to get in my... Uh, I want to be the very best. Like no one ever was, Bag. And uh, that's typically what I do in those games. I got I got a couple certificates of completing the Pokédex on some of them. Not my old one when I was a kid. I definitely didn't do that on gold. I wasn't that bright of a kid. I said, "What? Well, I got the ones I like a thing," and then I just stopped. I said, "Fuck it." You know that was before. I mean, yeah, we had Game Shark to kind of cheese it if we wanted, but that was like before the days of, you know, hey, this Pokemon will definitely be here at this time of day. It's most mostly like, hey, use a Game Shark or fucking good luck. Uh, and at least at the time of when I was playing it, you know, internet was out. They had game facts and all that stuff and like weird cheat sites and weird guides. But for the most part, you didn't really, uh, you know, you didn't really have an easy way to kind of spot certain things in those games. So a lot of the things we had to manually find or look at the official guide, which was money, obviously. So we didn't really have that. And, uh, yeah, it was a weird time, but Hey, that's neither here nor there. Let's start this off like we do every episode. This is the worst day of the week. Uh, no, 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 never mind, never mind, never mind. Uh, so, what have I been playing? Let's go ahead and get into that, of course. This is a gaming podcast after all. Don't think these off-topic episodes will never contain gaming content. They will, and today is no different. Uh, what have I been playing? I started Life is Strange. I got a little bit into Life is Strange, and uh, I'll tell you what, I like it. 
starts off. He's she's pieces up some dude, and I'm like, we're in there. Love it. Uh, it seems like a really good story. I like the character so far. I like the world they're kind of setting up and uh, some of the interactions of the side characters you're dealing with. And you can definitely tell there's some like backstory that needs to be unraveled uh, with her relative and like some of the friends around the area. Everything's not all copacetic as it seems at the beginning. When you're listening to Hope by Gabrielle Alton. What's her name? Alp, Alpen? 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 Uh, but yeah, what a, what a great way to start a game. I absolutely love it. I think the music's great. I think uh, they even play some Kings of Leon at some point. And uh, it's it's just an interesting, you know, next step for Life is Strange with the, the emotion system. Where they're kind of like feeling emotions and stuff instead of time travel. Not, uh, you know, obviously if I were, if I had a wish to become a superhero, I wouldn't say, Hey, let me, let me feel what other people feel. You know, let me, let me feel their emotions. Like, you know, I, eh. uh, I would probably do the time travel thing. And then if, uh, any emotions come up, I'll just travel to when they're not emotional or before they're emotional. It's that simple, but it's still a pretty interesting game so far and I am digging it. Also, I've been playing. Forza and Minecraft, as I always talk about, and that that is what it is. I'm not even going to dive into it on this episode because that's not what this episode is about. We're just going to dip a little, dip our little toes, our pinky toes, into all the things that we've been doing. Um, and then other than that, other than that, what have I been reading and watching? And uh, I'm honestly going to save it for the episode, and we'll just like get right into it because I've been in, I've I've been stuck in a whirlwind of manga uh, to the point where I have. Uh, I'm not even going to try to calculate how many I have. Probably too much. Uh, probably, I have way too many. I have like two full two full parts of my shelf from left to right, like full of uh, manga. And uh, I just, I bought a book the other day and it, it can't even fit on there. So <laughs> uh, it is what it is at that point. Like I, I don't, I'm already out of space. And then actually, now that I take it, I take it back, I have three shelves of manga, if you want to include Berserk. Um I had posted pictures of my collection on my Instagram, mystic.maddox, but I had also, I've also grown so much since then, and that was just at the beginning of the month, so what this end of the year is going to look like of my book collection is going to be crazy. Um, you know, still interesting to kind of see uh, all these different stories. There's so many good manga out there, man. You really, like, if you're at all interested in anime or manga, uh, I'd hope you're listening to this episode and not just avoiding it. Um, but there, you know, you look at this, you know, you look at the face value and you go, okay, what are the biggest ones attack on Titan, Naruto, one punch man, dragon ball, one piece bleach. Uh, and you kind of go, okay, this is like the pinnacle. It's really not the pinnacle. Uh, you would think that they're definitely the most widely loved. They're definitely the most popular ones, but I, I don't think they, you know, I've read other series that I personally like a lot more than those, which is just my personal taste. Uh, they may be very bad taste, but still, I think um, the things I've been reading have been like drastically better than some of the things I've watched. However, uh, I did read Chainsaw, which is a upcoming Netflix show, uh, and it is like one of the next big things. So, if you haven't heard of Chainsaw, I'd honestly say don't look it up. Just wait for the show to come out. Because it is amazing. It is one of those shows that is going to be... I mean, I hope the show is good. I've seen, like, I've read all the manga. 
I uh, read all the serialized ones in America, and then I read on the Viz Media app the rest of the series all the way up until the end of the first arc, and it is stunning. Can't wait for that to be covered in animation form. It's going to be dope, but before we get into all that, let's just get right back to the start of it all. Where do we start with anime? Where do we start with manga? Uh, let's start with anime. Uh, when I was a kid, when I was a child... I watched a lot of Dragon Ball Z, and that was like the start of anime for me. It was the first show I watched. And of course, when you're a kid in the 90s, you run into a lot of, you know, other shows. You know, you stay on, you stay up too late and you get infomercials. Uh, You stay up real late on like certain channels and then it starts advertising adult videos (laughs) that you have to order. Um, it, it was a weird time back in the day on like <clears throat> old cable TV, but, uh, with that was an invention called, I don't know, Toonami, one of the biggest cartoon platforms for like anime and like teenage cartoons back in the day. And it was basically a hub for some of the Japanese shows like Dragon Ball and Cowboy Bebop and Yu Yu Hakusho and all, all, all that kind of stuff to like be... Uh, distributed to America in some type of way. And uh, it was a, it was a weird way. Like I watched a lot of episodes of Cowboy Bebop and I never really knew what was going on in it because I would always, I would never catch it linear. It would always be like a random episode or like it would be because I stayed up late and I just happened to be watching it and I just kind of kept watching after some Ed Ed Nettie or something. Uh, but yeah, man, anime starts back there for me and Dragon Ball was revolutionary. Obviously, I don't think I need to go into Dragon Ball too much, but, uh, Dragon Ball was at the time amazing. I remember walking to school with twins, friends, host of the show where we would, we would act it out cause we were kids. We would talk about it. We would gush about it. Uh, we would watch the episode and then, you know, walk to school the next day and be like, Oh my God, did you see this? Did you see that? Um, and it was, it was a fun time. So it quickly became like an important part in my life in terms of like, you know, a sort of just a artistic medium to kind of like relate and, and I guess absorb, you know, a lot of like stories and, and ideas through that. And I mean, when I was a kid, I was drawing a bunch and it kind of started me into art, which was interesting because I would watch Dragon Ball and try to draw Dragon Ball characters and, um, you know, it, it definitely influenced my art, uh, I guess my art hobby and what that kind of evolved into. Um, so yeah, it, it's more to me than just Dragon Ball. I mean, it, it sounds like on paper that it's like, you know, Dragon Ball, everybody loves Dragon Ball. It is what it is. You're just a Dragon Ball nerd. Well, I mean, there's a lot more to it than just saying, Hey, you like Dragon Ball. Yeah. I like Dragon Ball, but there are more reasons than just that. I bonded with friends over it. I laughed. I I I don't think I cried over it. I can't can't th- can't think of a single time from Dragon Ball where I was like, "Oh no, Goku!" Like whatever. But um, I can definitely say there was a lot of times where like I I laughed. I had a lot of fun watching that, spending time with friends, and kind of starting my own hobbies and my own interests. And it kind of carved a lot into my childhood, uh, more so than just it being a show on TV. So Dragon Ball is very important to me. Uh, to the point where even though the current manga of Dragon Ball Super is alright, it's like kind of mid, and it's like past what they've shown in the actual show, you know, I still read it because I'm like, it's Dragon Ball. 
You know, we know Goku's going to always win. We know Vegeta's always going to be second place. We know Gohan's going to be under-fucking-utilized after Z. We know this. So, I've accepted all these things and just went, hey, I'm here to watch Goku go ham on some people. And that's exactly what's happening. So, uh, I'm here for the Goku. I come for the Goku, stay for the Goku. Uh, pretty much with Dragon Ball these days. It, it, it's You know what to expect, but it's still like... It's so classic, and it has like a, a bevy of characters that you've kind of like known for so long, and the story like still, like this isn't a spoiler. I mean, it is kind of, but I'm not gonna like directly say it. But there was a character referenced in a recent book that is past the super uh, anime show that references a character from Z that is like, what the fuck? Like it, it is so far and long ago that I was like, I forgot that even happened. What the hell is this? Um, so that was a delight. That actually was a nice point. And, uh, you know, the storyline right now isn't too bad. It's just, I don't know. And, yes, I will be in theaters watching Dragon Ball uh, Superhero, the new movie. So, And, and yes, I was there for Battle Battle uh, of the Gods and Resurrection F. I was there for both of them. So don't get it twisted. Anything Dragon Ball, I will consume. <laughs> I, I've got, I've, I've, I have, like, every bit of media from Dragon Ball. Uh, in my house, I even have Dragon Balls on on one of my shelves. Uh, I got to meet the voice actor for Vegeta at a convention last year. Not last year, fuck. Sorry, pandemic. Uh, pandemic years, two years ago, and uh, that was like life changing. It was so crazy that I actually got to do that, and I, I got something signed from him. And uh, this was before COVID kind of shut everything down, so I'm like grateful that I even got that chance to do that. Uh, but yeah, all in all, it's just like a it's a bigger deal than just being, you know, a show at that point. Then, if you look at like anime as a whole, there's a lot of tropes that come with anime. Like you get the whiny protagonist for the most part. Um, you get you get that uh, that Japanese style flair style comedy, and this kind of translates to manga as well, where you get like a lot of perverted stuff, a lot of uh, school girl, school, high school, uh, stuff like a lot of younger, uh, kitty, kitty stuff. And I think that's most, mostly the Shonen Jump stuff, which is basically like, you know, Dragon Ball. It's all under the same banner with like my hero. I think my hero, pretty sure my hero, uh, one punch chainsaw, man. It's like these Shonen shows are basically like for kids and they're, they're, they're made to transcend, um, you know, from kids to adults or kids to teens rather. And in, in some recent examples like Chainsaw Man, they've kind of gotten into it being more of a teen show only than even referencing kids at all. Um, but if you look at something like My Hero, that is directly about kids becoming heroes. And, you know, there's a lot of whining and uh, believing in yourself and trying to become the best. And that's because it's directed towards kids. Um, not a bad thing if you like it, obviously. I like My Hero kind of. Um, to an extent, I don't think I'm ever going to watch another episode again, but <laughs> I guess I liked it at one point. Um, it's not its not the worst thing out there. Obviously, a lot of people love it. I just, I've fallen off after getting into more, uh, you know, teenage and adult uh, forms of Japanese media. Um, So, you know, the tropes can kind of, they, they fall into all these stories, whether it's like um, being perverted towards females and kind of showing like a lot of skin and uh, I got some actually good examples of that in my library that are, uh, they're not like over, oh, I guess they are kind of over it. I'll, I'll explain it in a second, but 
Um, yeah, and, and, and the gist of it all, you get a lot of, you know, typical Japanese humor, you know, Japanese um, writing. There's always, like, a weak character who's, like, too scared to do something, so they have a lot of inner monologues. Inner monologues are a big thing. Um, and even in the manga, they translate to that as well, where there will be text out of speech bubbles that is just obviously an inner monologue. And um, <clears throat> certain shows and stuff have kind of done interesting things with that, like Demon Slayer and, um, you know, just like pretty much all these shows have kind of messed with the format a bit in different ways. But that is basically the gist of like what you kind of ex- expect from animes. Um, but then you have like movies and stuff too, like obviously Studio Ghibli, My, my Name is Totoro, uh, Spirited Away, stuff like that. And then you have non-Ghibli stuff like Your Name, which I was t- telling my friends today that like they need to watch it. Your Name is such a beautiful movie. It's it's an anime movie about these two people that switch bodies. Um, and that's all I'm going to say because there is a big twist to it that I think is worth watching just from that twist, but let alone that it's also a really, really good like romance story, like a love story. And the way they set it up is so interesting and unique that like it makes it stand out from the rest. And that is obviously the body swap thing isn't unique, but like I would say the twist and kind of what they do with the plot line is you is unique in its own way. Um, but yeah, that, that movie is amazing. Absolutely recommend it if you haven't seen it. Um, but overall, in anime nowadays, like for me, you know, I, I've watched some of the popular stuff. Like I've watched Attack on Titan up until like season three. I've watched My Hero up until the re- most recent American or English season, whatever. I've watched all of Super. I've watched, uh, I've watched some of the movies. I watched one of the My Hero movies. I've watched all the Dragon Ball movies. I've watched all of One Punch. I've watched all of uh, Demon Slayer season one. Um. So, and actually finished that today. So there's a lot like, there's a lot in line that I, I've enjoyed from anime. Um, but then came a new addiction and that was manga. Now my history with manga, uh, kind of roots back to my history with comics where I was like, you know, I kind of jumped into comics with just like random books a long, long, long time ago. I got the, I don't know. I don't remember what my first one was, but I remember hearing about a story that was related to Logan, which is Wolverine from Marvel. And it's called Old Man Logan. It's one of the best comic stories ever made, in my opinion. Uh, in a lot of people's opinion, actually. Um, but that that was like really one of the pillars that set it off for me. That I was like, oh my god, there's better stories that haven't been made into movies. And oh yeah, not only are there better stories, but there are tons of stories out there. Like, you think one movie is made uh, every couple years where it's like, yeah, transcendent piece. Or, like, you watch the newest... uh, I'll just use an example of a hero that's not out right now. You'll watch a new Iron Man movie. Like, let's say Iron Man 4 comes out. And they decide to follow a certain comic line. Well, just know that there are, like, 20 other versions of this comic, of this character, that have been made that are better or worse and... Um, there are tons of ideas they brought into, um, the MCU, like, uh, Planet Hulk, which was a, a full series about Hulk, uh, being, what is it? He's being too aggressive and he's causing too much property damage and he's just being a nuisance more than a, a, a help. 
So the Fantastic Four and some other of the other heroes decide to send him off into space, and he lands on Sakaar, which is the planet they land on, and uh, which Thor goes to in um, Thor Ragnarok, uh, where Jeff Goldblum is the main dude. And, yeah, like, that whole story involves, like, Silver Surfer. There's, like, all kinds of characters in that story that are not in, obviously, Thor Ragnarok that are just, like, limited. So, like, if you look at the MCU, it's so limited compared to what other comic stuff you can run into. And then you have indie comics that are just great. Middle West is one of them. Uh, Arterios, or Asterios Polyp. There is Saga. There is uh, I Hate Fairyland. Um... I'm trying to think of like other ones. Other there's a bunch. Uh, I have a couple. I have I Kill Giants, uh, Upgrade Soul. I have a couple right now, but I, I used to have a bunch more that were also interesting. I just I can't think of any right now. Um, but yeah, there are like other brands that are making stories, graphic novels in general, just that are great, and uh, that kind of led me into like both of those territories where now I have like omnibuses and a bunch of indie uh, graphic novels. And then uh, there there was a time where I had like one Attack on Titan manga. I'm trying to think of like what what was the first manga I had? Oh yeah, Dragon Ball. Uh, so I had an Attack on Titan manga a long time ago, but it was just a random volume. So I was like, I don't need this shit. And I think I even threw it away. Like I I just didn't need it, and I didn't know what I would do with it. Um, and I wasn't really collecting manga at the time, nor was I even interested in Attack on Titan at the time. So I was like, eh. So. Uh, Dragon Ball Super comes out, we get done with it, and then I, I, found, I find out that the, the comic, the manga volumes are going further than what the story is. So I said, oh, bet, let me get those. And that was the first thing to kind of get me back into collecting them. I got some of those, I started collecting the entire Dragon Ball Super lineup as they came out. Um, and then, you know, twins, friends hosted the show, they got into it as well. And then they started exploring different avenues of different stories. And so did I. And of course we got our other friend Gruber friend host of the show. Um, and it was like, it was like we had, we, we have like a Holy Trinity now of just like manga consumption and, uh, anime consumption where we can kind of like find different things. Like Steve was telling me about something recently. Uh, there was, you know, uh, Groob, got me into a, a manga series called Glimpner that I'll talk about in a second. And they've all been like, we've all been just accumulating <laughs> this like, r like random, uh, concentration of like Japanese media. I don't know why I'm even like listening to YouTubers now from like covering different books and different ideas. And, uh, Steve got the Viz app and I was on there like reading a bunch of stuff and I'm starting to check out like old stuff like Fist of the North Star and Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, so it's been a ride. It's been a long, long way um, getting through some of these stories. Some of them are so great. I even got into some of the Korean mangas called Manwas, and that's been great. I've heard even more that are great too. So like, so for this part of the episode, I, I kind of want to go through some of the books I've collected. I don't want to like spoil anything, so it's not going to be like anything like that. But I'm just going to touch on each series I've collected so far recently. And give a brief like overview what if it's what it's about, uh, what do I think about it, things like that, how much I've I've read of it. So, uh, we'll start off with Fist of the North Star because that's my most recent purchase. I decided to kind of get into that, and uh, part of that is like legacy collections, you know, trying to like catch up to things I haven't really checked out before that are still, 
revered as some of the best stuff out there. I don't think Fist of the North Star is obviously considered one of the best. I guess in terms of like, uh, it has more notoriety from being it it being so brutal and a great fighting manga. Uh, but I don't think it holds itself above certain other mangas, if that makes any sense. Um, but it obviously stands out as a great, just like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So. Uh, my first impression of Fist of the North Star is Mad Max. It's basically Mad Max. Uh, there is like a wasteland, post-apocalyptic. Let me actually, I have the book right here. And I'll read you the back of it. Let's see. In a post-apocalyptic world, humanity has risen from the ashes of all-out nuclear war to a nightmare of endless suffering. It is a time of chaos. Warlords and gangs of savage marauders rule the broken ruins of civilization, terrorizing and enslaving the survivors. That is going to mess up my voice. Life has become a brutal struggle for existence and death. They... Wait, what? Uh, life has become a brutal struggle for existence and death, the only release. Translation is probably the reason why that's kind of broken. Uh, or maybe my brain's broken. I don't know. One day a wanderer appears out of the wasteland to bring justice to the guilty and hope to the people. A warrior named Ken, a man who bears seven scars upon his chest and holds the secret of a mysterious martial arts known as Hokotu Shinken, the divine fist of the no star. So this book is basically that meme where he's like, Omaiwa Shinryu. Nani? You know, that fucking noise. Uh, it's basically him doing like pressure points, pressure point martial arts where uh omaiwa shindiru whatever however you pronounce it um i apologize if i butcher that um basically means you're already dead and he does the pressure point stuff really fast and he's like you're already dead and then they explode so like it's basically making but people's bodies explode just from like touch of like different pressure points and attacks and uh it's pretty interesting so far i think it's very old it's very dated they're definitely talking about like uh, you know how Ken is some legend and like the world needs him and he's such a badass and then, you know they, they definitely do like typical stuff like oh my god is that Ken oh no I'm so scared like they're you know it's it's typical legend badass stuff and uh, while it is like cliche and corny it is from like the 80s and I actually dig it a little bit like it's I like how it's still one brutal and two the art style is kind of good uh, I'm not sure which um, oh, it says right there, art by Tetsuo Hara. Tetsuo Hara's art is fire. Uh, it's old, obviously, but it definitely looks like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure a little bit. If you ever seen some of those like art styles or memes where it's like, uh, but it's it's fantastic so far. Uh, the reason I started collecting that too is like, yes, these series are older, but they reprint them now in different formats, and this one is considered a hardcover format so it's a hardcover book and they I, th I believe i read that they cover 1.5 manga each uh and i'm not sure how many there are total or gonna be total but so far there are currently three of these released and instead of them being like a ten dollar typical like manga price it's 20 because they're like hardback they're you know they're bigger size a lot of reasons why they're like more higher price so they become more valuable as you kind of, you know, as they kind of update the libraries a little bit. 
But uh, Fist of the North Star is pretty awesome. There's one called Die Dark, which is from the creator of Doro Hidoro, which is on Netflix if you haven't seen it. Uh, warning. Uh, what is her name? Q, Q Hayashida. She is the manga artist and uh, creator of Doro Hidoro and Die Dark, and they are bizarre writing. Like the book two I'm reading of Die Dark starts off with, and I'm just going to say this as plain as possible to make it like even sound crazier. Uh, it's about a guy who has who can uh, who has a backpack that harnesses dark energy that can also turn into a skeleton person. They are on the the ship that he has. I forgot what it's called, but it's in the shape of a dog, like a dead dog skeleton. And uh, they pick up this AI that is also a dead a dead dog skeleton. And uh, to get the AI to work with the ship, they plug in a cable into its butthole and. Yeah, I mean, it, it is bizarre writing. And Dory Dora goes bizarre, like far left bizarre. Uh, Die Dark is a little bit more easier to consume. It's pretty straightforward. It's about a guy in space. And uh, I guess it's kind of hard to like describe what he's trying to do. I don't think he's really clear on his goal. Uh, actually, at least I can't remember. I've only read the first volume, so I'm not like 100% sure on that. But uh, it's just comedic. You know, it's light. It's a fun read. And the art style is really unique. It's really like scratchy looking, and some of the characters are very silly. So I've been digging that. Uh, Glimpner is one of my one of my favorite series I've read so far. I've read all. I was about to say I read all of it. I have not read all of it. Uh, book eleven comes out over the summer, so I've read, and I think that's the last one. So I've read all up until that. So I need one more book for that series. And man, Glimpner is amazing, uh, phenomenal. It is about a world where people get superpowers from these coins where there's there's this alien who is there and the coins are spread out everywhere and it's all the aliens coins. And he's like, hey, if you find my coins, I'll grant you a wish and give you powers. And uh, he's like, they're like bet. So if you bring a coin back and if you bring 100 coins back, you can get like Goku level powers. They even like reference it and kind of like do like a, a knockoff Goku type image in the book is kind of sick. Um, but they you know they talk about how you can kind of get like these manga like powers of like legend of like you know super saiyan powers if you want like basically any type of powers and um this the main character shuichi is trying to find out his past because he has memory loss and the girl he met is kind of crazy and he also turns into a mascot suit where she can then get in the suit and like control him and actually uh it leads to a lot of interesting plot devices that they eventually add so that that whole story is amazing. I absolutely love Glimpner. Uh, it's spelled G L E I P N I R. Uh, if you want to check it out, they do have a show as well. I checked out a little bit of it, but I would highly recommend reading it before checking out the show because reading it is just easier to consume. It's more raunchy, way more raw. Uh, they show a lot of nudity, uh, and that's another case of like the first couple books. They kind of dive into you know a little bit of the story, a little bit of the characters. They're kind of introducing everything. Um, but there's a lot of perversion. There's a lot of points where, like, there's uh, panels where it's just zoomed in on a girl's crotch. Like, the girl that's talking. Her name's Claire. Uh, which, eventually, they show her, like, full naked and, like, getting in the suit. And, like, just... She's supposed to be, like, a raunchy chick. But still, there are many other women that get naked in this book. And it's all about... There's a reason why they get naked. But still, it's, like... It eventually becomes to a point in that book where they're not, like zooming in on crotches just to get like a fucking rise out of some you know people it's just it becomes more like okay they're naked now they're getting the suit or now they're doing whatever it's just you know there's reasons why they're doing it so and it's not even like i, I like how more 
teenage slash adult, it's being treated like it eventually gets to a point where they're just getting naked and nobody really says anything about it. And it's not a big thing. Um, cause there's obviously like a villain. There's not some dude like having a nosebleed. He's like, Oh my God, uh, you're naked. Like, you know, some dumb shit. Um, so that's that. Solo leveling is the manhwa, man, manhwa, manhwa, which is the uh, Korean manga of solo leveling, and it's about a guy who gets a uh, who has an awakening, and that leads him to basically treat his level up system and his body as like a video game. So while there are other people who go uh, dungeon hunt, they're like dungeon hunters, uh, and that's basically how you like get money for your family and shit. You go do you go you go you go. Blah, blah, blah. You go become a dungeon hunter. I, forgot, I think that's what they call it. And he becomes one. And sometimes you can have an awakening that gives you like a special ability. And he gets one where he can basically level up like a video game. And he finds ways to like exploit it to become even stronger. So he's like a really, really strong character. Uh, there's only three books out right now. There's a fourth one coming later this year, I believe. That one's phenomenal. If you haven't read Solo Leveling, go check it out. That book is amazing. Uh, Hell's Paradise is another one of the big series that are coming soon. I think there should be a show coming on that soon. Uh, I'm on book two so far, simply because I can't find book three anywhere. Uh, you need a, some of these mangas are kind of hard to find one through three of them. So, uh, I have one and two. I'm halfway through book two and I'm, I'm liking it a lot. Actually, the characters are very interesting. Uh, Hell's Paradise is this mysterious island that they go to where it's, it's beautiful, but there's like obviously a lot of creatures and monsters and demons. The main character is called, he calls himself a hollow, which means he has like no feelings, has no ties to anyone. He's just like a badass killer, uh, serial killer type, not serial killer, rather. He's more of just like a killer. He's killed a lot of people. Um, so he's like on trial and he can't die because he has like these powers. Um, so basically say, hey, all right, since you can't die and, and you don't, you know, you have a reason to live and all this stuff, go to this island and figure out what the fuck's going on. There's, there's this, uh, there's this potion we need from it. It's supposed to be on this island. Go check it out. And that's basically what kicks off that series. And so far, it's amazing. I actually do like it a lot. Uh, I think the first book was kind of iffy, but the second book is definitely drawing me in more. I definitely need to continue it. I've just been stuck on these other series. I Am a Hero is one of the more highly regarded zombie uh, mangas that I haven't really dove into much. Some because it's a big book. It's it's an omnibus, but it, I just I haven't had the time to kind of dive into it. And there's a movie apparently out on it too, so there's that. Mob Psycho 100, uh, One Punch, Dragon Ball, those are all, you guys know about that. I talked about Chainsaw, talked about Die Dark. Overlord is about a guy who is like, he's considered the overlord of a game, like imagine like World of Warcraft, and he's like a, uh, the head dude, he's like a lifer, and the servers are about to turn off. So... He's like saying goodbye to everybody. He's like, oh man, the servers are down. I guess, you know, I have to go back to real life because the servers are about to be shut down for good. And what happens is the servers shut down and he, nothing happens. And he realizes that, oh my God, I'm actually in the game. And he, he becomes like a character in the game as his overlord character. So that like all the NPCs he's made and he's created in this game, he's they all are like real people now and they're talking to him. So he's like kind of in the game now in a way. And he can't, I don't think he can get out of it yet. Uh, but that part was actually interesting that he's like, he's, he's kind of like, okay, I'm in this world. So let me see what I can do. And so he starts like editing some of the features and then the server shut down and it's like permanently that way now. And it's like, you know, at least a lot of weird, weird things going on in that world. 
that he's like obviously a super nerd in, so he knows everything. But it's also like everything's sentient now, so they're they're not going by the NPC rules. They're not they they you know you can't really expect anything out of them. You shouldn't know them by what their personality traits are, and not like you know what they're programmed to do. And then uh, to cap this off for now, uh, I I will shout out two more that I haven't fully dove a ton into. One more than the other, Mashoka Tensei. Uh, it's about a guy who gets reincarnated as a kid in a fantasy world. He's basically like a 34-year-old nerd who hasn't really had like a lot of uh, progress in his social life at that age. And he just, I think he dies somehow. forgot how he dies. I don't know. I guess that would be a spoiler. He dies near the beginning. And he gets reincarnated, reincarnated in a fantasy world where he is then you know, dealing with fantasy stuff. And that leads to a lot more. And he's taking this time to be like, all right, since I was such a sh- piece of shit in my last life, I'm going to make it a point to, you know, become something better in this life. So that's basically what that book is about. I only have volume one. I haven't really gotten too far into it. So can't really give a review on it, but that it, it is interesting so far at the beginning. Um, and then this, the last one I'll touch, touch on, uh, cause I could spend a whole episode on berserk. Let me actually shout out berserk. Let me see. Yeah, I got time. Uh, Berserk. Let's let's start with Berserk, and then I'll do my last shout out. Uh, Berserk is by far one of the best series ever, uh, and that, that's honestly that's all I'll say. Uh, Berserk. It is. It's like Game of Thrones, but in Japan, <laughs> uh, and not even like that wide. It's about one character named Guts, and it leads to a lot of like weird stuff. And uh, if you wanted to read it, at least read it up until book five. If you want to watch it. I would watch the Golden Arc on Netflix. There's three parts on Netflix called the Golden Arc, one, two, and three. And just watch that from start to finish. And that is like the beginning of the story. And it, it is a massive ending. So um, that sets up like the second half of the series. And for the most part, it's not really documented in animation outside of like the shows that are apparently not that great. Um, so I'd highly recommend reading it, but they do get expensive at like $50 a pop. You can kind of find them cheaper on like in stock trades and stuff, but um, cheap cheap graphic novels. But that book is amazing. Uh, like I said, I don't want to gush too much about it, but that that one is probably the most influential, uh, the biggest one, the, like the best story, the best characters, the best arcs, the best uh, twists and turns of like character, emotions, uh, ideologies you know, mindsets, growth, it shows growth, it shows like this wicked world that is just downtrodden, it's just made to shit on you, and yet the main characters are still trying to get better and better and better, even though the world is like constantly pulling them back and sometimes pulling them back permanently, like there's a lot of moments where you're just like, your jaws drop to the floor, the art is amazing, and in the deluxe hardcovers that I have, they are bigger pages, and it's just the art is phenomenal, and the, the, the Mangaka, the guy who made it, um, passed away about a, I think it's about a year ago now. It might've been like half a year ago. Uh, so the series is mostly to an end. I don't think it's, it might not even fully end at this point, but there is enough juicy content in there where you're like, you're more than satisfied. Uh, Helsing is also another one. I still need to get more into it. I have book one. I haven't really dove too much into it, but, uh, I know that's also considered a really good one. Uh, Junji Ito, you know, Uzumaki, Tomie, Gaio, Sensor, Frankenstein, Lovesick, Loves, is it called Lovesick, Lovelessness, uh, 
Departed or Depraved. I can't remember. Uh, he's got a ton of books. Those are all his books. He has a bunch of books. He has even more than that. And he's iconic for horror. So if you wanted some horror series to read, Junji Ito is like the man <laughs> for manga. Uh, so definitely check out any of those if you are interested in horror manga. And then the last one I'm going to shout out that is like a newer Shonen Jump one is Undead Unluck. It's a silly kind of semi-serious story about a girl who is uh, unlucky. In this world, there are people who are unlucky. Uh, I think in different ways, but it might just be her own little quirk. I'm not sure. Uh, basically, if you get touched by her or if she touches you or if you just make skin contact with her, you're going to get some unluck right after. So, like, let's say you're you're touching her for, like, 10 seconds. 10 seconds after you let go, there's going to be a car that comes, drives by, and hits you or, like, a lightning bolt or, you know, it's, something's going to happen to kill you. Um, so, she's like, nobody, nobody touch me because if you touch me, you're unlucky. So... What happens then, uh, she's about to kill herself at the beginning of the book and she runs into a undead zombie-like dude who is like sentient. And he's just like, I've been alive for 200 years. I want to die. So let me try to use your unluck to kill myself and we'll be on our way. So he's trying to find ways to use the unluck to the best of his ability. She is just trying to like find better purpose in the world than just being a unlucky person and uh, constantly getting, you know, unluck. So... Uh, it's, it's having a lot of like interesting turns and it's, it's very comedic and some of the writing, like the dude who's undead constantly gets naked and he just has his dick swinging out while he's fighting people. Like, uh, obviously they censor the shit out of it, but, um, there's a lot of like weird moments and perverted stuff in it, but it is a, it's a pretty fun series for a shonen series. It's definitely more sign in, which is like more teenage and adult like than a typical shonen, like my hero, uh, Dragon Ball, One Punch, oh, One Punch less so, but, you know, not as kitty. So, that has been so far, for the most part, what I've been checking out. Uh, outside of that, I might have, I mean, I watched a little bit of JoJo recently, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and it is a weird show. I'm in part one on episode six, maybe, and I am, I'm liking it a lot for, like, how weird it is, but it is one of those shows that is just, like, what the hell is going on? There's like, whoever wrote this was crazy, man. Uh, a lot of like, you got to be a gentleman and then there's like fighting and now there's vampires. I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. Uh, and then apparently it eventually turns into like stances and stuff. So interesting stuff, man. Manga and anime has always been fun and I've been really finding a lot of fun in it lately. Uh, I know this is like a, you know, some people will probably didn't want this <laughs> episode cause I talk about it on every episode. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good manga out there, man. There's a lot. A lot. If you are, if you need a recommendation, definitely hit me up. Check out my pictures on Instagram or something. I'd, I've been running into a lot of good stuff. There's still more I want to check out, like Sakamoto Days. Um, what else was there? Obviously, some of these series are still ongoing. Like Glimpner, I got another book. Chainsaw Man, I got like three more books uh, to collect. I've already read it all. Um, One Punch Man, I still gotta, I gotta collect like 10 more books of those. Um, Die Dark is still serializing. Mishoka Tensei, it might still be going. Uh, Berserk is still coming out with these deluxes. So there's a lot still fresh and new that you can jump into. Um, uh, other series like Hell's Paradise and Jujutsu Kaisen are still kind of new as well. So like, uh, it's still a fresh medium. So don't think like you're behind the curve or anything. And just find out what works for you. Anime or manga might be, you know. One or the other might be your thing. You might be better off watching it. I personally don't like watching for like filler episodes and stuff, and I can kind of consume it faster with reading. So 
I typically lean more reading, but uh, you don't get certain things like voice acting, obviously, and uh, some of the animation they do, like in Demon Slayer uh, that Steve was explaining was like, and what I saw in season one was like amazing, just how they actually did like this weird 3D effect to some of the attacks and stuff that you don't really get in the book, obviously, because it's just a page. Um, but the books are set up to also be entertaining and kind of do like surprise splash pages or full spread pages for like certain impactful moments. So, uh, definitely a lot to consume out there. Definitely a lot of new stuff ca- coming out of Japan and like different, even Korea and all these other places. So <clears throat> I think if you are interested at all, grab something, there's a lot. You can check out the Viz media app as well. If you want to just read stuff now. If you want to read Chainsaw Man now, they have the entire Chainsaw series on there. They have the entire JoJo series on there. They have, uh, you know, all a ton of series on there. Uh, so I, w- I would recommend go checking that out. Uh, obviously, hit up a Books a Million, Barnes, or In Stock Trades, Write Stuff Anime. There's a lot of stuff. So thank you guys for listening. This has been the Nerdy Weeb Otaku episode, and I will see you guys back tomorrow for some gaming content, baby.